Hello everyone and welcome to this special, special edition of the HSBG Podcast. I'm your host, Educator Constant. I'm here with my constant co-host, Shady. Shady, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We've got a great show. We've got two special guests for you guys today. We have John McIntyre and Dom Kalkos. Uh... John is the Hearthstone Battlegrounds lead designer, and Dom is a game designer for Hearthstone Battlegrounds. How are you two doing today? Oh, whoops. Oh, I was lied to. Sorry. Uh... Well, I should probably change that, and I will get. I guess I will work on it while we are. T- <laughs> uh, wait, wait! I'm muted. Oh, no, apparently, everyone is. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. Okay, hello everyone. (laughs) Apparently, I muted them. They're not muted anymore. Uh, But I do need to change the name. Uh, But uh, we do have some interesting um, reveals for you guys. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today, so I don't want to like dilly dally too much. We do usually talk about the weekly overview. We had a great week. What is important is we've got s- some new game features adding in the next patch, right? Quests. Um, they will be the, I guess, main, like, unique function of this this new season. Uh, quests will be based, uh, they're kind of like new reward things you, you need to look for. Once you hit turn four, you're going to have options out of three to complete these quests. And once you do complete them, you're going to have some very, some can be game warping, I would say, like looking through some of them. And then some are like, just like nice fillers to help you fix your curve or decide what you want to do. But um, at the start of the four turns, so six gold, you're going to get three quests, reward pairs to choose from. And then uh, if you do complete them, then you get them. Some can take quite a long time to complete and some... Some are also like maybe like easier to complete than others, and it also does. There's a lot of uh, calculations based on like hero selection and stuff that affect how you do the quest. I wanted to ask you guys like, what what was the design philosophy behind the quest? Why why uh, why did you go for quests and like what 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 was your thought process in making some of these? Yeah, so start off with how we got the idea for quests or kind of inspiration. Uh, came from standard Hearthstone. Uh, we've done quests in several different expansions and in different forms, like quest lines and uh, side quests and stuff. So we knew that um, there's lots of gameplay there. It's fun, it's exciting, and it's a cool fantasy. And so going into uh, Revendreth, this murder mystery fantasy, uh, it was pretty natural. A-, a lot of us had this idea to finally try quests in Battlegrounds and do it in a way where you're investigating clues uh, and, and search for evidence and that type of thing. Um, and so we had our team brainstorming sessions and pretty naturally came up with all these uh, cool card ideas 
uh, based around that. And then the rewards, of course, are uh, evidence and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really, really interesting in terms of like going from constructed, right? Seeing how people like quests in constructed. I know sometimes, you know, you'll get those tweeters, uh, towards, uh, messages from Kibler like quest stock, you know, <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. But I do think quests are actually do not suck very, very strong. And, uh, it's, it's going to be a nice, like change of pace for uh, a lot of the players that just kind of look through some of them. We do have images of the quests and, and some of the, um, the new ones there i believe there's 13 different quests that you can get right out of the pool uh, yeah that sounds right yeah and they also change they're, they're not static right they they do change based on uh how strong the reward is i believe and how strong your hero can be things like that uh what was the thought process like behind making those like very different like it's not like oh you do this you get this every time it's like oh this might change based on the factors your heroes what you're looking for i think that's really cool and also really hard to like perfectly get balance right in terms of like you have to make sure things can adjust very quickly or a hero can be stronger and like it's hard to adjust that. i was wondering uh, what what the thought was behind those kind of things yeah so we started, the very first iteration of quests in our playtesting actually started with two separate quest turns, and so you would get two rewards oh. across the game. And the the idea behind that was, uh, we well, it's it's you know more even more new stuff to the system, um, but it also meant that we could do different power levels of of the rewards. So you know the early game ones would be, uh, you know, a little weaker, but. Uh, you know, quicker to jump into, and the later ones would be more powerful, something that you could reach for. Um, but it was really overwhelming, the amount uh, that was going on. Okay. Uh, and so we cut it down to just a single quest turn, and that ended up being a lot of fun, but it meant that the band of power that we could design for was a little more narrow uh, until we thought of this idea to change how difficult quests were based on how powerful the reward was. Um, so it, the, the, in short, the reason is because it opens up lots of space. Uh, we can do um, less powerful but more tempo-oriented ones. We can do, do super exciting, unique things. Uh, like I think one of the most exciting ones is you only need two copies of a minion to get a golden. We could never do that text box if all of the quests uh, were always the same difficulty and all the rewards were oriented around the same power level. There's also a really fun interaction that happens because we can do these random pairings and adjust the difficulty. We can have times where um you're going to be offered your your three options and you might look at the quest and go wow that's a really easy quest but like i'm not that interested in what the reward is from it but you might look at another one and go wow that quest is really difficult but i really want that reward so you end up having to make this trade-off do you want something more immediate or do you want something more long-term that's gonna be really synergistic okay that makes sense that makes sense um Collins, did you read discord just checking right um all right, you jump on that. Then. <laughs> so I already heard there was maybe a little bit of bias towards, we can maybe call it the Reno quest rewards, right? The one that makes it easier to make golden minions. Is that your favorite one? Or is there any one that's, is there anything that stands out that you really like? I'll, Mitch, I'll let you go first. Yeah, sure. I, I, so I have a lot of ones that I really like. Um, I think one of my one of my favorites is probably Evil Twin. 
And I, I love it for a couple of reasons. I, I, I really like it because I think it does some interesting gameplay decisions. Uh, in particular, you're encouraged to play down like you don't want to play with a full board of seven because then nothing gets summoned. Um, but it also can let you make special comps that normally wouldn't be possible, like getting uh, if it copies something and you copied a golden minion, you're not going to have two copies of that golden minion. And that can be a really powerful build depending on how you structure it. Uh, but also this has my favorite VFX in this entire thing of uh, VFX being virtual effect or yeah. special effects. Uh, and I really want players to play with it because it's just like my favorite thing. Awesome. So like maybe a little bit like the hero right now that we have that uses splitting image. You can, but then much more targeted. You can. Yeah, sure it's way more targeted. Yeah. And, okay. and you can end up doing uh, really interesting decisions because of that. Like uh, one thing that I like to do a lot in testing is get a faux reaper and then just make it gigantic because then it's going to double up and you have two faux reapers. And it also means you consider putting things on it that you normally wouldn't. Like a lot of times you don't actually want to put like an annoyal module on it because you typically don't want taunt on a cleave. But when you have two of them, you're like, I'm kind of okay with this. And they're also going to be my largest minions. And it then makes you think about your decisions a little bit differently than if you were just buffing it normally. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. I think my favorite one, uh, for kind of a, a subtle reason, is uh, Victim Spectre, which is uh, after each combat, you get a plain copy of the last friendly minion that died. Uh, so it's a little bit like Rafam, but it's the last friendly minion instead of one of the first minions. Um, and at first glance, uh, it's mostly like just get some extra triples of minions that you already have. Um, but when you start playing with it more and more and try to really control uh, which minion or minions are more likely to be the last one to die, uh, it, it's a it's a very nuanced puzzle that uh, you, you haven't really gotten to see in any cards before. Uh, and it also makes combat really engaging uh, in a way that we haven't seen before, where normally you're just hoping that you have the last minion standing, and uh, as soon as you can see that you're going to beat them or they're going to beat you, uh, you, you're kind of just sitting back and waiting for it to end. But uh, when, when it matters which minion is the last one to die, uh, you're really holding out on uh, funnily enough, sometimes your best minion you want to die instead of uh, your you know random low tier minion so that you deal more damage. Um, so it kind of changes up some of the small moments that you take for granted. That uh, that makes me think about uh, the buddy meta, the buddy meta where sometimes I would completely get destroyed in a fight, but I'm like, yes, I got that good hit. My buddy exactly. meter filled up. All right, so yeah, okay, we can see that here where it might not be so bad to lose, and we see in some quests it's actually incentivized. Yeah, the, something I think about a lot when when designing is the idea of giving little victories. Like I think it's important that there's things that players can always find joy in, because if you think about the game as a whole, it's it's a competitive game. You're playing against opponents. A large chunk of the players aren't going to win, so there still needs to be ways that they're going to be finding joy in the experience and having things to root for, having those exciting moments, having power spikes can help deliver a great experience, even if you aren't necessarily winning that one match. Nope, oh, that's that sounds good for sure. That's uh, I've I've had that feeling with the buddy meter. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. That's great. Can't always be winning. Uh, is there any? To... Yeah, go ahead, Colin. I do want to talk about the like the thirteen quests in itself. I kind of have them in like bundles of like five and four. Sure. And just kind of discussing those quests individually. I do want to try to cover everything, even though we're, there's so much, we might not cover everything. But I do want to try the first five. Uh, witness protection is have a friendly taunt when you attack. A number of times like uh, we have eight there then we have unmasked the culprit quests loser tie three combats 
Uh, we have unlikely duo, so you have to pay, play a specific number of like two different minion types. So this one is like Nagas and Demons, and then we have assemble a lineup, which is summon. So it's not play, it's summon a specific number of minions. So like this one's summon 20 minions. And then we have track the footprints, which is have Bob's Tavern refreshed uh, 10 or so times. So uh, out of those five, like any anyone jump out to any of, any, any of you three? When I'd be looking at the summon one, I'm immediately thinking like some brand Cadgar stuff if it's summon instead of play. So to really ramp that up, uh, would that work? Or that should yeah, that work. should work. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The the summoning one's kind of fun because you can choose how you want to complete it. There's some uh, ways that you can do it where you know you can just do it the n the normal way of playing minions that you buy from the shop. But there's things like death rattle comps, Cadgar comps that can get you a lot of extra procs. That can help you complete that quest a lot faster. This is also as just a general thing. A lot of the quests um, are going to be easier to complete during the shop phase, but there are some that can be completed in both phases or only completed in the combat phase. Something like the taunt getting attacked uh -huh. that can't happen during the shop phase, but it can't happen in combat. But the summoning one, you can do it in either. Particularly, also... I think the taunt one is like the hardest one <laughs> to complete. Personally, I'm like, wow, I need to buy top minions and I need to get attacked. And if you have like one top minion, that's gonna take like eight turns, right? That that sounds forever. So that that's the one that jumped out to me as being like extremely difficult, which is funny because I mean theoretically it could not be, but I think it it might be one of the harder ones. Moving that's, on to the, uh, the next uh, I was just gonna say the, the taunt one uh, can definitely be one where you're already set up for success by the time you get to the quest turn, um, but sometimes you see it and you don't have any taunts, so you don't want to pick it. It's very uh, hit or miss, yeah. I guess. This, this one, I, I can really think uh, like a lurker with a bunch of the taunt spellcraft on it. Uh, that's perfect here, right? You yeah. Take the damage, take the damage. You can also do, um, you can take advantage of one of the minions we released in a little while ago, which is Sparring Partner, yeah. because you can both give something taunt and it itself has taunt. So it gives you two way, like two, one minion gives you two procs, which is really useful. Um, so I think my recommendation is if you do go down the taunt route, Picking up an early sparring partner can make a really big dent in your progress. That is very true. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, disrespecting how how available it is to get taunts if if you want it, right? The thing is, like, there's not like a big drive to get taunts, so like you're not like forced it. But if you like really want taunts, you it just might be like, well, I just get a sparring partner and we're halfway there. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, on average, it's probably one of the more difficult ones, but there's still ways in specific heroes that can get it done a lot easier. That's that is very true. If you get like Lady Vosh, and then you have you get the uh, the hero power, then bam, everything's taunted, and you, you activate it like super quickly. That is that is a big deal. Uh, next four, we have sorted all out. Uh, it's a quest. Uh, order your minions from lowest to highest attack. Or combat that one is very interesting right like very unique uh questing because that is almost the opposite of <laughs> what people do right usually people just order from highest to lowest so it's like oh just actively you know do the exact opposite of what your your brain tells you to do so pretty interesting uh, we've got invite the guests buy seven minions pretty simplistic uh, we have find the murder weapon increase a friendly minion stats 15 times so that could be pretty easy or hard depending on your hero and then we have follow the money spend 25 gold and 
the numbers can change so it's not like you're always going to have 25 gold or, or something like that it can be lower or higher depending on uh, a few criterias Yeah, sort sort it all out has a uh, it, it is definitely one of the most interesting ones. Um, it kind of came from the the goal of changing how warbands look uh, going into combat. So you know, obviously rewards and quests change how you play in the recruit phase, but it's also fun to make them impact what warbands you go up against uh, in combat. Uh, and for the most part, that was our inspiration for rewards. But we were thinking, well, what if a quest made your comp look differently? What if you go into combat and your opponent has done something weird with their board because of this quest that they have to complete? Uh, and so this is kind of what came out of that. Um, and I uh, don't want to spoil anything, but there is a hero uh, coming out at some point that has fun moments with this quest because uh, you almost want to order in this strange way anyway. Uh, it took me a I, second I, and now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can already imagine looking at someone's board and be like, I know what quest they have. You know, just uh, like, there's no way you would. Uh... We will see what quests that our opponents are playing, right? Is, is yeah, I'm just saying without looking at it, right? It's just like, okay. You'll, you'll only doing. kind of see the quest. So oh, you do okay. see the rewards specifically. Um, oh, if you mouse over on the leaderboard, you'll see what quests they have and whether or not they've earned it. But you won't see their, sorry, what rewards they have and whether or not they earned it. But you won't see the quest. But during combat, you can mouse over your opponent and see that specific opponent's quest. Okay. So you have to be fighting the opponent to like, know exactly what they're looking for. Yes. Okay. That's good to know. But you always know what the reward is, which is a big deal. So that's pretty important. Yeah, that one was really important to us because early on, like in a very early version of the playtesting, you, you couldn't do that. Like you just oh. had no idea. And it, it did a couple of things. One, it meant that sometimes you couldn't plan for what you were going up against. Like, we'll, we'll talk about more of the rewards soon, but like, let's say someone got um, the mirror shield reward, the one that gives divine shield to random minions in the shop. You might want to tech around divine shield and, and buy some sort of like AOE or buy Leroy's or something like that. But if you have no idea that's what's coming, then you aren't going to plan for it. Um, so that helped a lot, but also it let you plan multiple turns ahead if you can see someone's working towards something really, really powerful. Like if you can see one of your opponents early on in, in the lobby, oh, they picked Pilfered Lamps. I am scared of this player. This player is going to pop off later. I need to make sure that I'm ready for when they do. Okay. That's, that's, that's good to know that we will be knowing what the reward, like what rewards they have, because I do think that's pretty important to know what to play around, because some of the rewards that I've seen so far, they do they do encourage a specific game plan, right? And if you know what the game plan is, it, it increases the chance you can counter it. So that's really nice. Um, and then the last uh, four rewards, uh, we do quests. have... The, yes, the last four quests, sure. I mean, they know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ex exhume the bones, trigger six friendly death rattles. Dust for Prince... Add 15 cards to your hand, cry for help, play six Battlecry minions, and then reenact the murder. Have 18 friendly minions die, which is pretty mean to, <laughs> to have that as your quest, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta, you gotta recreate the, the horrors that happened. <laughs> Maybe I need you for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, all good. 
So the um, the one that has the friendly minions die, I'm assuming that that one you just want a bunch of AKMs and stuff on your board to really speed things up. You you would you you would we'll we'll talk we'll get there we'll get there. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, in general, you're gonna want to get a lot of death rattling minions, tokeny minions, reborn, those kinds of things as as ways to be able to get multiple procs off of your minions. Um, so a couple, a couple of minion types are going to be a little more effective at this than others. Um, doing something like a beast comp, mech comp, demon comp. You're, you're going to have an easier time to get this one done compared to something like Naga, which really don't have a lot of that. Um, so it, it's going to vary depending on what minion types are in the lobby. And also some hero powers can work better or worse with this, right? Something like Anixia, you're going to get a lot of extra whelps being summoned, which can help you get this quest done faster. Yeah, that is something that I yeah. Tom, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say another nice thing about this one is that um, as opposed to a lot of the other quests, which need you to actively do things in the recruit phase, um, if you want to be greedy and and power level, uh, or you know, sell and do certain curves that involve uh, not buying as many minions, you will still be making progress on this one. So you will eventually complete it, even if you're playing down. That makes sense. It's uh, that is, that is a great advantage that we have in the game right now. Sometimes, where let's say you have Tavern Tipper on your board or whatnot, you get stronger as you level. So uh, we can see that you know concept come back in some quests where um, you don't have to actively you know work on it. Yeah, we we want uh, the system to be more flexible compared to something like Buddies, where I, I think for some players like Buddies gives a lot of direction mm -hmm. and give a lot of power. I think a we already know a lot of people really enjoyed buddies, but they can sometimes feel a little restrictive about how you have to play your game because you feel like you have to play into your buddy and you have to focus on building the meter. But with the quest system, we want players to feel flexible about how they want to do it. If you want to just kind of go all in and try to get the quest done as quickly as possible, you can absolutely do that. And if you want to kind of do it as like a slow burn, get it just kind of complete itself over time, something like the if you don't play into the reenact the murder, you can still just you'll get it done eventually, right? So you could just focus on other things like power leveling or just focusing on tempo, and the reward will come with time. And and we like having players being able to choose which direction they want to play. So this to me sounds much more like a natural extension of how we play battlegrounds right now, being very flexible, saying like, okay, my minions are good, I'm gonna buy, my minions are bad, I'm gonna level. These minion types are in. I want this hero, etc. And as you mentioned before, with buddies, we were a bit more restricted. Like if if you're picking Vulgin, you were gonna look for a Chroma Wing, etc. Right? There were some heroes that were very, very good at doing a specific thing. So that is cool that we preserve more of the identity of the game, I suppose. Right? Like yeah. Very flexible. And again, there's still some that are gonna give you that direction, right? I, I think one of my favorite uh, of these, I think it was mentioned a little bit earlier, but Unlikely Duo is one of my favorites for that, right? Because it is giving you direction. It's going to say, play beasts, play demons, play whatever. And you'll pick up those minions and play them. And that might give you encouragement of, well, I have five beasts on the board. Maybe I play beasts this game. But you don't necessarily have to. You could just try to figure out ways to play those requirements just to get it out of the way and then build the other comp you want. Like, I actually really like it when I get Naga as one of the options because I can pick up things like glow scales, just throw them down, get the coins, and it doesn't feel like I'm going out of my way. Because most of the time I like economy, I will happily buy a glow scale even if I'm not playing Naga. Sure. 
So you guys have obviously like played with the quests, right? We can hear it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> who who is the best player? And uh, <laughs> that's not too forward. <laughs> it's George, right? Is it George? George is really good. George is really good. Yeah. Chalky is really good too. Uh, we we definitely have a lot of good players. Say on average, final design is scary. They're very good. <laughs> Um, we we do a lot of our playtesting with with mixed groups, like we'll, we we kind of do it with people across um, multiple disciplines. But uh, we tend to do some playtests that are very specifically just with final design, and that's when we're trying to get like focus on balance, for example. And on average, they are very skilled players. Um, and I found uh, it's actually kind of been nice for me because as I'm playing, I'm just like, wow, I can feel myself getting better over time because I have to play against basically pro level players with a lot of regularity um but it's yeah i'd say probably people at father's iron are the best <laughs> that, that makes oh, sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it that way that makes a lot of sense i was wondering like is there like an average amount of time to complete these quests i know some are like harder or easier to complete but is there like you want these like these should be done in like Six turns, five turns, four turns. Is there like a, a number or anything like that? Or is it just like, it depends on the quest, it depends on your hero. It could be like forever, it could be like three turns, two turns if, if you're super lucky. Yeah, it, it super depends. Um, okay. The average is maybe like four turns. Four turns. Um, but that's just a ballpark. It can really, if you have the, the right combo of hero and minions and quest set up uh, with a relatively uh, low power reward you could complete it on the turn that you get on the it. it's hard you get it it's hard but sometimes sometimes that that works out just just the way you want it um but other ones like staff of origination i think is the most powerful uh reward and that one will tune the quest up so that it's super hard to complete we would expect that to take like eight turns maybe uh, or something it, it's gonna also depend how yeah. <laughs> it's gonna depend how hard you focus on it, right? And and if things just you just get that perfect shop, which can happen. Like on average, we tried to stay away from uh, making it possible to achieve it on that turn. You get okay. it. We, on average, we want you to take a little longer than that, ideally. But you know, sometimes people just get really lucky. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably on average, most players are going to be taking about like three to four turns most of the time, but you can have those times where you rush it one to two and the ones where it takes a really long time and it takes you like five plus. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I, I guess it's time to talk about the quest rewards, you know, now yeah. <laughs> when I was looking over these, I was like, wow, there's so many, <laughs> there's, there's actually <laughs> a lot of rewards. I was like, wow. Uh, and I couldn't fit them. In one one page or two pages, I was like, yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of quests, uh, but we're going to try to go over, uh, you know, the, the ones we have here and, and they all look pretty interesting, right? So, I mean, if we just kind of go through the list of these ones, Snickerstacks, you need to turn two friendly minions trigger their battle cry. So that kind of reminds me of like Murlocs, um, the uh, young... Uh, Murkai, I believe that it's kind of yeah. similar to that. Um, stolen ghost, start of your turn, make your left and right most minions golden. Now, now 
this this one scares me. Like being able to make minions golden is like really powerful for combo decks, and having two of them can be really synergistic. And there are some um, comps that already have like their premium units that you want golden at the left and right. So it's like it just fits perfectly. Oh, I'll play a golden comp, and then I'll have a Baron, and it just fits. So that that's a really scary one if you are going combo. Next, evil twin start of combat, summon a copy of your highest health minion. Um, that one could be pretty cool. There's a lot of synergy with that one. Uh, ritual dagger, after a friendly death rattle minion dies, give it plus four, plus four permanently. So there's a decent amount of comps that use death rattle. The ones that like jump out to me is like beasts and and uh, things like that. So that can be pretty powerful, but it is more. it feels more like a tempo thing, and then you kind of build out of it. Like it's not... You don't have to like fully commit to that one. Um, add him a bribe after you sell a minion. Give us stats. Give its stats to a minion in Bob's Tavern. This one's pretty cool. It reminds me of Daryl, right? Like that's that's what I I think about when I when I read this. And I wonder if there's gonna be like some really cool Daryl synergies if Daryl gets this and you're like, well, I'm just gonna you know dance on everything, give everything stats, and just like stack stack power infinitely. So that that, that one seems pretty cool. Um, Devil in the details, end of turn, your left and right one, most minions consume a minion in Bob's Tavern. So very Felbat-esque, uh, I would say. Smoking gun, your minions have five attack. So I assume that's an aura, uh, just kind of like uh, Deathwing, but instead of three yep. attack, it's five. So yeah. uh, makes death rattle minions really cool. Cookbook, after you buy a minion, give it plus one, plus one, and upgrade this. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mirror shield after each refresh, give a minion in Bob's Tavern plus four plus four and divine shield. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, and that can be something you need to play around if you know your opponent has that. And then the last one on the list, secret sinstone after you discover a card, get an extra copy of it. So uh, shady, anything jump out to you? Anything you want to talk about here? Like ooh, yeah, for sure. Um, so the one you mentioned, right? The the one for combo like Buster and Baron. Um, just make Buster and Baron Golden. So th this one I think can be super high tempo uh, because you get you know some of the other quests are a bit more ramp like where you know you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of reward but not immediately. And this one is just like bam, you got two good minions. You're probably dealing fifteen to the next opponent, right? If you you know not always. But... Yeah, I think I think you actually bring up a really good point, right? There's a mix of outputs that we tried to go for. Something like this is very tempo-oriented. I mean, sure, there's value things you can do. Uh, you could get it to go on an Avenge unit, for example, something like um, uh, Doomsayer, so you can get extra demons out of it. That can be really effective for value, but a lot of times you go in tempo. Uh, versus some of the other ones, they're definitely value-oriented. They're a bit of a slow burn to get online. Uh, there's a couple really fun things you can do with stolen gold. I think one of my favorite is making permanently gold Terragosas. Uh, that is a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> a lot of people um, love doing that. And it's mm -hmm. very annoying. <laughs> and then there's, uh, there's a trickster in the front and the Gosas go in the back. Yeah. yeah. On average, Terragosa is probably going to be a very powerful minion uh, with the quest system because there's a lot of quests that do stuff during the combat phase and Terragosa Ooh. can get extra value out of what? those. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. That's un that's true. That's, that's actually very true. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some really fun experimenting the first few days. 100%. Yeah, I, I really love 
when there can be a lot of experimentation, right? Like I, I, I always think it's really exciting right after the set comes out. Obviously, I'm always excited because it's like, hey, people get to play with stuff I've been working on. But I'm extra excited to see everybody discover things. And I think there's a lot of stuff in this that people get to discover. Lots of synergies, lots of little hidden secrets. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. All right. Well, there's more. There's more secrets. To, I mean, there's more to talk about. So uh, next uh, next session we have a uh, ghastly mask. Add uh, uh, a type of minion to your hand. So like you know, at and the add at the end of your turn a minion to your hand. So uh, and then your end of turn effects trigger twice. So I I assume you're gonna get two. Is that how it works, or is there am I Explaining it correctly, basically, for Ghastly Mask. The, the way this one works is yeah. uh, when you see the reward presented to you on turn four, yeah. it will have already picked a minion for you, so it'll say, like, Light Fang Enforcer. Oh, uh, okay. And that minion gets added to your hand as soon as you complete the quest reward. Um, but the the minion that's chosen will always be an end-of-turn effect minion. So Light Fang, oh. Razor Gore, Mithrax... Um, Can this pool, also be a so. micro mummy? Or... No. So my... <laughs> there, are some, there are some very low tier ones that we just didn't include because okay, okay. Uh, it's just, just not checking. value enough. We um, did yeah, debate so letting micro mummy be one of the options. And, and we decided, all right, let, let's let's give you a little more power. Let's make it a little spicier. Um, so I think on average, you're probably we have like a curated list somewhere, but on average, I don't think you can get anything below about tier three or four. You're you're yeah. mostly looking at higher tier minions. Yeah, if if it's micro mummy, this is never getting picked. So, <laughs> one, one thing picks. to note, though, depending on the tier of the minion, the difficulty will scale. We'll scale. So, if you get a lower tier minion, it's going to be easier. But if you get something like a felbat, it is very difficult to complete. Do you even watch felbat? Right, it means that you just run two demons, right? So it's like felbat. Uh... Or is it? I guess you, you can run, run. You run three. If you're on, if you're yeah. on tier, you can run yeah, three. Yeah, that's true. So you want Felbat? <laughs> yeah. No, Felbat's good. <laughs> but that means you can't run double Felbat, Shady. See, there, therein I mean, lies the rub. That's the nerf. That's yeah. our secret nerf. <laughs> yeah. Then you get a golden Felbat, and then Quite. that one. <laughs> they, they don't. They're not thinking that far ahead, Shady. <laughs> that was my secret stat right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the other ones. Um, Theodore's Parcel. At the end of your turn, give your rightmost minion stealth until next turn and eight health. I've talked about this one with, like, Jeef and, and stuff, and he was very scared because <laughs> of uh, Leapers. You just have a Baron stealthed with Leapers. You're just like, wee. Just a lot of value. So that, that one also scares me a little bit, but it uh, should, uh, should be fun. And... Once minions get attacked, like they don't lose stealth, do they? They have to attack first to lose the stealth, if if that's correct. Yes, they have to attack. They can still get hit by like Soul Juggler, right. or Mechano Tank, right. um, and Zap does take precedence over. Right. So if you did try to do the Leapfrogger thing and you haven't buffed your Rivender at all, Zap will still play around that. Well, yeah, go ahead. Come that's on. no, because Zap it, it gets eight health, right? So the Baron will have fifteen attack, and the Zap is a seven. 
Yeah, maybe you need to buff Zap. So, uh, you need to probably need to buff the Zap. Good yeah. Just, so, just, just get a Zap. Hit it with Uther. You're good. It's fine. Yeah, my my question was gonna be: Was this deliberate? Like the plus eight HP for the Baron Zap breakpoint, or was it just kind of random? Originally, uh, the stealth. Uh, well, very briefly, it was it was only stealth, um, but oh, we found yeah. it just wasn't wasn't enough to compete with the other rewards. Basically, um, so the plus eight health makes it so. Especially uh, since you might end up going in a different direction as you're picking up this reward, we just want something that feels good no matter what you're doing. Um, so if you if you have to pivot out of beasts because you just can't find your Rivendell or whatever, uh, then you'll still have something that feels good. Uh, constant eight health buff every turn. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it gets eight health every turn. Yes. Oh, the health, I didn't even the health notice. Permanent. Yes. Oh. The so stealth is temporary, but the health buff is permanent. You're gonna have like a 36 health Baron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's an already. Yeah, you just made it out. It's all good. You could just rotate the stealth slot, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I, I missed that as well when yeah. I initially did it. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's certainly a lot of powerful things you can do with it. Yeah, that is a that is a lot better than it looks at first glance. There are other funny moments too, where like you want your uh your trickster to have health. Um, so you put it on the far right and start scaling it, but it's not going to do you much good that combat because it's going to have stealth. And then later right, you move right. it over once you find your Baron. Okay. Yeah. So can so when you taunt a stealth minion, it doesn't do anything. It's just going to yeah, yeah. yeah. stealth takes precedent over taunt. Sure, that makes sense. Once it loses stealth, then the taunt will work. Yeah. You could actually do some sneaky stuff because of that. It's really hard to plan that heart far ahead, but you could try to set it up that you're like, oh, I want this to gain taunt later to protect my stuff at a later point. It's just really hard to predict that far ahead in a combat yeah, on average. For sure. This is another cute one with Terracosa too. Give it permanent stealth. If you want that. Does it? Oh, does it get permanent stealth? Oh, okay. Because it says until oh, next Oh, actually, turn. no, I'm sorry. Yeah. End of turn. Damn. Okay, I mixed that up because it used to be start of combat. It used to. Okay, ignore <laughs> it. Ignore <laughs> there was a period of time where it was an in-combat effect. So it was it was permanent then. I'm oh. sorry, Terragosa. You only get to do I other shenanigans. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we've got Teal Tiger Sapphire. Uh, this is a buddy effect, actually. <laughs> minions and Bob, yeah, yeah, minions and Bob's Tavern have plus one, plus one for each time it's refreshed this turn, and that instantly reminds me of Felbat, right? Like that. <laughs> Those Dormer felt that was so strong, and you're putting it back in. So, definitely something to look at if you get this secret. And demons do have to be in, but if they are in, then whoo, this is this is juicy. Yeah, this is definitely a really good uh, demon reward uh, for more stuff than just Felbat. Uh, oh. There's a lot of fun things you can do. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a really fun reward. Um, it, it actually is a is a fun kind of design insight thing. Uh, when we were trying to design these rewards initially, we actually tried out a couple of different buddy effects as rewards to see how they would feel. And like a lot of them didn't feel quite right. They didn't feel quite as exciting or as impactful as you'd like. But this was one of the ones where like, no, this gameplay is still pretty satisfying and there's enough ways to take advantage of it. So this was one of the ones that kind of like survived through that process. That's very cool. I can imagine some of the buddy effects being like, very, very underwhelming or extremely toxic. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, I can't, we can't do either. Uh, a lot of them are really niche, which was the True. main problem, right? A lot of, a lot of buddies call out the specific hero oh. power. Oh. 
And it's like, well, all these are basically out the door. Like, we can't do any of them. Um, but there was a couple. That survived. This is also a good one to, to bring up. Uh, one of the other ways in which quest difficulty is changed game to game uh, based on minion types. And so knowing the strong synergies with demons here, we found that balancing around fell that meant that in lobbies without demons, uh, you didn't really want to pick this reward. And so what we do is, if there aren't demons in the lobby, we make the quest for this reward easier. Uh, and so you end up using it in a different way, but you don't have to struggle through it in the same way that you will to get the power that it would have in a demon lobby. Okay. That's that really, cool. really Yeah, that is really, really good. Um, are there a lot of requests that are specifically minion type balanced, or, or was it mainly just here for Felbat? There are a handful. Um, Snicker Snacks, which is the end of turn trigger battle cries one, is easier without Murlocs, sure. um, and those are those are some of my favorite moments because, uh, you know, it's with Murlocs, it's a lot like Young Murkai, and you kind of know what you're targeting. But uh, without Murlocs, you get it earlier, and then you can do cute economy stuff uh, or cards that discover like Reef Explorer, and they'll they'll generate random stuff for you. In general, we were trying to pay a lot of attention to balance with this system. Because um, there's just a lot of moving parts, um, so it's it's probably something we're gonna we're obviously gonna be paying attention as it gets live and as players get to play with this. Um, but in general, we have just so many knobs to play with here. We can ban specific pairings of quests and rewards. We can ban specific quests or rewards from heroes. We can uh, make requests easier or harder depending on the minion types. We can adjust the rarity of them so that they show up in less lobbies. We just have a lot to play with so that we can make sure that we're giving a really fair experience. Yeah, it's it's always hard to know how players are going to break your game. <laughs> uh, and you can like you can imagine like, oh, maybe they'll do this, maybe they'll do this. And then like day one, it's like cookie crumbling. And you're like, oh, I <laughs> so, uh, it, it's always good when there's a lot of knobs like, oh, okay, well, we, thank you for catching that, players. Let's fix that, you know. So always happy to see that there's there's a lot of room to maneuver and make sure things are uh, very or very fair for the players. So I, I love to hear that. Um, there's still a lot of still a lot of rewards to talk about, though. We've got, <laughs> got I know. We're, we're, what are we even half? Are we're we even the, halfway? I, I think we're like barely halfway. I know. Right? <laughs> I was, when I was like, I was like, there's so many rewards. I was like, oh, this is way more than I thought there'd be. Uh, but yeah, uh, we've got red hand at the start of your turn. Give a minion in your hand plus twelve plus twelve. So that's that's a lot of stats, but it has to be in your hand. So that's. That's something to think about because normally you don't keep things in your hand. Well, unless you're me, because I, 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 a lot of times have cards in my hand, just like I'll save this, right? But it's not cards I want plus twelve plus twelve on, right? Is is the thing. So this is I a, mean a, bar a baron, right? This one, yeah, like your baron triple or something. There's a lot of little cute things you can do with this one. Like if you play a hero like Rafam and you consistently push the button, you're always going to have a minion in hand, because you'll get added during combat and then buffed at the start of the next turn. So, there's little things you can do like that to make sure you have something in hand. Uh, one of the things I always did is I would play mechs with this and keep a magnetic in my hand, Ooh. so that next turn it would get buffed, and then I can immediately slam the tempo down on a minion I care about. I, I love how you're giving us, like, here's little tips. Like, <laughs> yeah, no! I, I want people to have fun! I... <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I I can guarantee people are going to find lots of really fun, interesting ways to take it. I'm just giving a little, just a couple breadcrumbs, little hints of things that I thought were pretty cool. It's kind of broken. You know, try this. Yeah, fine, fine. Very cool, but yeah, it 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 now sounds better <laughs> immediately. Uh, we've got Victim Spectre. After each combat, gain a plain copy of the last minion that died. So you talked about this, Dom, right? You said this one was really cool, where you can do a lot of things. I also like this one, too. When I was reading this, I was like, yeah, this this sounds like me, right? A lot of Paris, a lot of triple potential, and you get to manipulate how which ones you, you want to copy, and having a lot of copies of like cards you really like can be really, really strong, so... I, I'm I'm a fan of this one as well. I think this one's pretty good. Um, I did think player. of you when I saw this prize. So. You did think of me. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was just gonna like this for sure. Like, I look at the more tempo stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. I was like, yeah, he's gonna want the extra cards. <laughs> you know, be shitty. <laughs> another hidden body. Discover another minion of your tavern tier can be earned endlessly. So that's a pretty interesting wording right it it means that this reward i assume once you complete it you have the option of completing it again right so you'll have the same i assume the same difficulty level yeah same difficulty same input so if you paired this with something like um unlikely duo it's good and it was like naga and murlocs it'll do that again so it's again playing nagas and murlocs um but if you had it paired with something else like follow the money which is just the spending gold then it's going to get played again with the spending gold. Um, so you get to keep doing this over and over again. And and this one was kind of a fun one because the power level of just discovering from your tavern tier isn't really that high, especially compared to the rest of the rewards. Right. But the fact that you get to just keep doing this over and over again gives you a lot of flexibility. And if you do something like rapidly power level to get all the way to tier six, well, then you can just use it to get tons of tier sixes. And evaluating it based on which quest it's paired with is very different compared to other rewards because usually you're like, how fast can I get this done from where I am now? And I don't have to worry about the quest anymore. But with this one, you could be thinking, okay, I'm, I'm not really in a position to get the first quest done very quickly, but I know based on the hero I'm playing or what, what comp I'm going for that later in the game, I can get an engine going. I can do it a bunch of times. Um, and so the quests are kind of reframed as a, as a late game thing. That's interesting. So the yeah. If you complete the quest, can you like start working on the new quest immediately? Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, if you have the was... quest that's like add cards to your hand, the card that you discover will uh, contribute it. towards okay. the quest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that immediately came to mind here is the spend money with Gallywigs and a hogger or something. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> like we just like discover the quest, discover this. It, it it's a lot with APM pirates. I'll I'll just say that. <laughs> I like how we both had the same question. Yeah, yeah, we were like instantly so I can fuck this multiple times for turn. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. I, I think uh, there was one time where I had it paired with uh, the have minions die, and I think I got it twice procked in the same combat because I just had so many death rattles, and I just start my next turn get a double discover, and I'm like, ooh. So there's there's some really powerful stuff you can do if you just really lean into it. Very cool. Okay, we've got tiny henchmen at the end of your turn. Give plus two plus two to three friendly minions of tavern three or below. So this one is very interesting because you have to be utilizing tavern three or below minions. And there are some like 
low tier minions that are pretty good and have some like powerful effects you know deflectos in there uh, trickster stuff like that there's so there can be a world where you're like really you can really abuse this but it's not um it's not like broken right it's a junk essentially every turn so you do i don't think it's a a secret that where you're like oh i've won the game <laughs> so, you know but it's something you can be like okay this helps me like facilitate this composition oh double deflector oh that's really cool i'll i'll, I'll build around that so it, it it seems very like oh i need to know what i'm doing to pick this reward essentially so um it's yeah fun. it's one that you'll earn uh more quickly, quickly than a lot of the others too so you can just use it for tempo uh and kind of pivot from there and maybe just do the the trickster thing that you talked about but you don't need more than one right. uh, necessarily to get benefit from it I think this one's a good example of one of the goals we had, which is we wanted players' endgame comps to look different uh, based on the rewards you get and the way you play. Um, and this one is like, most of the time when you're playing, on average, you're going to ditch your low-tier minions to buy the higher-tier minions when you find them. And this is one which is really encouraging you to hold on to at least a couple low-tier minions, um, but it's not quite as limiting as all of your minions have to be low-tier. So you have to figure out, how can I take advantage of a mix of them? Right, I only need to have three low tiers. So, what are my four remaining slots? Double deflecto. Uh, what's that card? Uh, gem splitter. I'm done. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, this this definitely makes me think about the dynamic where this kind of quest is going to try to kill the very greedy quests, yeah. where you're trying to cash in straight away, get tempo, and then make sure the other. You know, the more rewarding quests are very high and that they don't actually get to finish, or at least they don't get to use it a lot. The next one is interesting. I I, I don't know if you know, I'm a big Yogg fan. <laughs> I'm a Yogger. Uh, at the start of your turn, spin the wheel of Yogg. Shrug. I assume this is the buddy wheel that we're talking about. Uh, if, if that's correct, it is the buddy wheel. Is it the same percentages or have that been uh maneuvered or changed in any way it is uh, the same wheel and percentages but there are actually some changes here oh okay uh that i'll bring up um so mystery box is now make a random minion in bob's tavern golden a lot like that darkman prize all that glitters okay um hand of fate is down to two random darkman prizes instead of three yeah and mind flayer goggles is Give minions in Bob's Tavern plus three plus three for the rest of the game. Okay. So the 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 low roll on wheel was the the puzzle box, I think. Before, like, well, I mean, that's obviously subjective, right? But <laughs> so that 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 is now making minion gold, and so okay, that's yeah. yeah. That, that, that one is not a low roll partic- anymore. Yeah, no. it's also because that one wouldn't work with every hero, right? Because it's the one yeah. that makes your, your hero power proc multiple times, and it's just like, if you have a passive, it does nothing. And I think we did one playtest with it and got, like, really sad people that had <laughs> passive hero powers, and we went, alright, we have to we have to do something here. People are too sad. <laughs> Very fair. And this happens every turn. Every, every turn. turn. It, well, after you complete it, but yes. <laughs> I, I, I completed it instantly. <laughs> I, well, I believe you can, I, but like average player might not complete it in one turn. Okay. Sounds fun. Sounds sounds hard. The okay the the super rare one, the one that plus is four plus four, that one makes me so sad. I 
it whiffs so often for me. I'm just like, I, I had to like trigger once where I was like, I won the game. <laughs> to be fair, like I just, it was like this is too many stats, like for no reason. But the the other times I'm just like I got like plus eight plus eight and I was done. And I was like, oh, that was it. You know, so it's all in the spirit of Yog. <laughs> it is pure Yogish for sure. All right. Um, and then we have this final um, section, our final group of prizes as well. Uh, Wondrous Wisdom Ball. So occasionally gives helpful refreshes. Now, I read this. I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is. This is, my, this is my favorite reward. Like, I really like other ones, but this one's like my baby. I worked really hard on this one. Um, so Wondrous Wisdom Ball, if you've played... Uh, the solo adventure, I think it's Dalaran Heist, uh -huh. one of the tr um, things that you could get is the Wondrous Wisdom Ball. It, it would just do shenanigans. Like, you'd be playing, and it would just be like, random legendaries are fun! It would just give you random legendaries. Or it'd be like, here, everything has taunt now. Or I'll just clear the board. Or I'll throw minions in your deck. And it was just it was just very joyful to play with it. And with the Wondrous Wisdom Ball, we wanted to kind of create a similar feeling of as you're refreshing, you know, the wisdom ball is trying to help you out. And maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. It depends a little bit on what you're trying to do uh, and what it decides to give you. But there's some really powerful outcomes that come from it. I kind of want players to discover oh, it. From okay. <laughs> but I will tease, I'll tease a few. Okay. I'll tease a few. Um, I think one of the most powerful outcomes you can get is that it's a copy of your board. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Like, like, is it a actual copy or is it like the minions, you know? It's like, plain copies of okay, your entire okay. board. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you're it's a little, it's a little tamer, but like, yeah, I think that one is one of the, the most powerful outcomes, but I do want players to play with this one and find them. Uh, yeah. I will tease though. I'll tell you how many outcomes there are. Okay. There are 10. 10, okay. So there's 10 different outcomes. They aren't all guaranteed. There's a there's a random chance of any of them happening. But there are 10 outcomes. Uh, have fun. I hope you guys find them. <laughs> I'm going to be trying this one. And I'm going to see what, I, what's going on. When I looked at this one, I, I just thought it was like, sometimes Hamul was like, just give you, you know, your most common minion type. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a reasonable conclusion. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go next, guys. <laughs> All right, we've got the staff of origination. So, start of combat. Give. Oh, this is the one you're talking about. Oh, they got the staff. I need to kill them. Ah, okay. I was okay. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Start of combat. Give your minions plus fifteen, fifteen. I was looking at this. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> I was like, it's too strong. But I see what you're saying. That this is gonna take a while to complete. Okay. Makes sense, because getting plus 15, 15 on everything is, like, very, very strong. Okay. I'm down. Killed them. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> We've got Alter Ego. So this one is a pair, I assume. Uh, or it, yeah. it swaps every turn. So um, it has even tier minions in Bob's Tavern have plus 6, plus 6. And then the next turn, odd tier minions in Bob's Tavern have plus 6, plus 6. So I assume if you, like... Freeze an even minion, and it swap swaps the odd. You'll lose the stats, most likely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it plays like an aura. All right. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can freeze to plan for it. Like, let's uh -huh. say you're set to even, 
and you see a couple odd minions you want to buy, you can freeze them, so next turn they'll have the buff. But if you freeze an even minion, and then it swaps over, it's going to lose that buff. So you'll need to buy it on that turn if you want the 6-6. Six, six. So, yeah, I was just uh, wondering if uh, Cookie Chemist interacts with any of these tavern buffs, making it uh, permanent, like we see now with uh, Nomi, for instance. It should, I mean, yep. yeah, like it's maybe a bit random, and maybe we need to figure it out <laughs> whether that will work or not. No, it should, yeah. Okay. Our cool. buffs get locked in when you when you swap those stats, so it, it should work. And then uh, next one, we have the friends along the way. At the start of the turn, gain two random minion types, so random nagas, random murlocs, random mechs, that kind of thing. So. It just gives you a lot of economy, and you get a start of the turn, so you can plan. Oh, I got these. Okay, let me see what I can do with these. So, um, pretty, pretty simplistic, right? Like not nothing crazy. Just like helps you with the economy and helps you plan. Oh, these are pretty good. And I assume the the minion types get locked in, or it, it doesn't swap. So yeah. you're always getting nagas. You're always getting mechs and stuff like that. So yeah, it stays locked on that minion type. You'll know which one it is when when it's offered originally like it'll be offered as at the start of your turn get two random dragons and then you'll know that's what you'll get for the rest of the game um and it, it can be really powerful because you can plan around that right sometimes uh one of the fun things that can happen is the input is something like you know play murlocs or beasts and the output is get dragons and you're like this seems like a really weird mix and match but at the same time you can try to plan around that you just try to go a tempo route with those two minions on the first one and then try to plan a value route with the output and in the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, it's at least two gold every turn. Okay. There's no like neutrals. <laughs> no, there's no neutrals. You're, you're gonna get you're gonna get a minion type. It'd be interesting, right? Neutrals. Ever since Tyrion left, neutrals have never gone like, oh, give me neutrals. I want these. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, could could definitely change in the future for sure. Uh, we've got pilfered lamp. You only need two. Co I haven't read this. You ever? You only need two copies of a minion to make it golden. So it's a Zephyrus ish, huh? That, huh? This one I, will also be really hard to to earn. Uh, oh, okay. Like this is one hard. of the hardest ones. Like we know it's strong. Some, <laughs> some of the craziest, craziest it's, games. It's better sure. than Zephy, right? Because you don't have to pay the money. Yeah, yeah it's free. To, it's instant. Yeah, so as many as you want per turn. That's that's nasty. Okay. One one thing that's a little nice is if you. If you get this reward when you have a pair, it will immediately turn into the golden. So it'll also count stuff okay. you already have. So you can actually set up for it if you're if you're planning for it. You could buy five deliberately a couple, you buy a couple pairs so you're ready to go. And then as soon as it happens, you just like immediately fill your hand with goldens yeah. and you're like, let's go. You play two of them, you discover the same minion twice, you get another I, I golden. Was you just about pop to off. say golden Uthers. No, just no, all no. The Alice, think further, right? It's just two Orgazoas that then also <laughs> discover Atissas that then make more Atissas. You know, in one turn, you're Nagas. Yeah, this can go super crazy. Yeah, you're right. That's, that is a... I see why. Okay. Uh... It's very good. <laughs> very good. And then the last one, finally we're getting there. At the end of your turn, give your minions plus one attack for each friendly minion. So, is it like for each friendly minion type, right? Yeah, I, that's, I knew it. I deleted type somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. For each friendly minion type, uh, you get a plus one attack. So, 
You can really get a lot of attack on things, and, and this, this seems to work really well with like cleaves and divine shields, right? Yeah, just like getting a lot of attack quickly, because if you do have that on on cleaves, you can really like do a lot of work. So there's there's definitely a lot of strategy with this. You do have to play around it, because if you have like one type, it's not going to do much for you. But if you are running like menagerie, which name makes sense, you can really abuse that. So it seems. seems to mm -hmm. Was this originally uh, plus one plus one, and then like okay, that's too good. And then, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Um, it it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot when it was one one. I think in particular it was. Um, I think it was a good example of why we have a lot of the balancing knobs attached to it. Is even at one one, it was just so much stats that in order to make it a fair quest, we were gonna have to make the reward. Uh, in order to make it a fair quest, we were gonna have to make it extremely difficult. Like arguably more difficult or pretty close to difficulty of pilfered lamps and this was a more fun reward to get earlier in the game so we rathered it at the lower power level so you can actually get it and play with it rather than make it really really powerful and only get you to play with it sometimes yeah. it's a big reason why the, the most powerful rewards are ones that help you right away or at least can help you right away as opposed to being scaling that needs even more turns to do anything for you for sure, yeah. you don't want to like. You're gonna oftentimes be single digits HP or so because you have to wait so long. So you, in order to try and recover, you need the immediate benefit. Okay. If you want some of the pictures of the quest rewards, right? They had a lot of reveals with Tyler Audrag, and I didn't want to like. It's too many pictures. <laughs> too much work for me. So I was like, go go look at their Twitters and their their YouTube's. They should have it over there. Um, next up. What are we talking about? What did I put? Ah, yes. We've got a rework, a minion type rework uh, in in store for us. So the ones that are getting reworked, among other things, I have no idea if there's more, but this is what we got. <laughs> Our demons, they're getting some adjustments. So um, a lot of changes, I think, for demons um, in terms of things moving around. Imprisoner was changed to a tier one. And then Trickster was changed to a tier two. And I think that change is probably the biggest change in terms of like how people are going to approach the early game for demons. Because I think a lot of people were relying on Trickster being a tier one. Like, so I, some heroes, right? You, you'd stay on one. If you're playing like a, like a Mukla or a Karyl or something, you stay on one, you get a Trickster. Ooh, you hit two Tricksters, you just buff the Tricksters. And then you have some type of game plan going for the future. Now that they're, it's going to be on tier two, you can't just stay on one, hope you hit a trickster, and then like have a game plan there. And I, and I do think trickster was too good as a tier one unit. Like it was, it was a lot better than a lot of like tier fours. <laughs> you know, just like being able to move the health around. So uh, I do think this change makes sense. A lot of cool. And also, some minions are getting removed: Overseer, AKM, and Soul Devourer. Uh, getting moved, not because they're like bad or anything, but to give space for some of the other changes that are going on in Demons. But it's like an overview of like the cards that you know that are changing. So, any any thoughts on some of these changes besides what I said? Uh, yeah, my my question was just: uh, was there anything broken with Soul Devourer that just wouldn't work, or was it just like we don't have space for you anymore, Soul Devourer? More of a rotation to make space for new okay, stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah, nothing too scary. I will say, Icky Imp was one that 
we removed because of quests, because oh. uh, some of the more natural quests like uh, summon minions and have death rattle minions die. Uh, maybe not the latter as much, but uh, so with with the quest that is summon fourteen minions, if you have like two icky imps already, God. it's so automatic to get that one <laughs> to the point where people were buying them in preparation for the quest turn and just hoping that they got that quest. There were also fewer quests in total at that point. Um, so, but yeah, that that was one of the reasons that the icky imp swapped out. Icky imp too strong. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the other thing that we could do because of this is uh, you mentioned way earlier that uh, the taunt quest is really difficult, uh -huh. and this gave us the advantage of being able to bring a taunt minion down a tier right. because we could bring Imprisoner down, but we couldn't have both Imprisoner and Ikkyim because they're just such similar design space. Right. It's a little weird having them both on one, but this lets us still do the tokeny stuff, but now it gives a little extra taunt support if you wanted to go in that direction. The imprisoner on tier one immediately makes me think like, oh, that's like kind of an acolyte, you know, like for <laughs> it's it's not quite as good, right? This the second body doesn't have taunts, but still, you know, it's it's, it's decent for revenge stuff. I do miss acolytes, so I, I this you know maybe I get like the, the feeling back. Oh, acolytes kind of back in the prisoner form. Like, I, I'm down, I'm down. Uh, but some of the new minions that we're gonna talk about right we can get started the first one the first new demon being revealed is picky eater so you were talking about soul devourer shady look at this one look at the, yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, right there man. uh consume a minion in bob's tavern to gain its stats so what just immediately it's fell bad right but by it for itself and it's a battle cry fell bad i assume with brand right it consumes twice so uh seems pretty decent Immediately, by the way, when, once I see this, I'm thinking, ah, Elementals are going to be very good because they have the 5-4, right, as on Tier 1 that you can immediately eat. And then there's, I do this a lot. I don't know why people don't do it as much as I do it, but like Nomi, Light Spawn, which Feldbat is so strong. But I, I, only I do it and no one else. I never see anyone else doing it. And I'm just like, why is no one doing it? I think with these additions, you might see more people... Uh, playing with Nomi and Light Spawn for demons, not not because I mean Nomi itself like is very strong, but like you can synergize it with demons and make it even stronger. So I do think this kind of helps and uh, pretty good triple as well. So I, I think this should be played. It has a lot of good stats. Even even if you eat like a a two two right, it's it's a three it's a three three already tier one. Like that's that's playable for sure. So yeah, I'm excited for this one because. Uh, one of the things we're often looking for for tier one minions is uh, ways to make you consider different factors. Where normally uh, turn one is when there you have almost nothing to go off of, so you can pretty much make a perfect tier list of which minions you want to buy. And you know your hero plays a factor, and the minion types in the game plays a factor. But this one is interesting because unlike every other tier one minion, you're also thinking about the other two minions in the shop and their stats, uh, and debating whether or not uh, this will have premium stats, or if you'd rather take one that's you know what you're getting. Uh, maybe it'll work better with something later. So it's another interesting access to throw in there. There's two picky eaters and uh, a five for elemental. You're just like, no, <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> no, no, you buy one, you freeze it, and then you buy the second one next turn. Oh, yeah. and, then you and then you double play it, double eats. Or uh, I was thinking like you get like an alley cat or so, and you can use the alley cat, cycle it out of the shop, and then eat the bablet that's next to it. So yeah, that's uh. 
that uh, some cool stuff. So when we see people with no board on turn one, it might be a picky eater in their hand. Yeah. Or yeah. they're trolling. <laughs> Either or. Yeah, I'm down for the troll. <laughs> uh, next, um, next one we got is piggyback imp. So it's a two mana four one with death rattle summon a four one imp. So another death rattle minion, but the base attack is significantly higher. Uh, so you could you can very easily two for one, right? There's a lot of four fours, two fours on tier two. You drop this, it kills a two two four, it kills a four four. Like it, it's it's done its job very well. So uh, pretty decent minion. Doesn't really have like late game potential per se right but good tempo if you if you need something from tempo i think yeah, yeah, we, go, yeah ahead. go ahead please i was just gonna say the we were playtesting some of these other changes for a bit without piggyback imp and found that soul juggler type demon comps didn't have enough fuel uh, uh, so just wanted to make sure that the token dream of demons was still alive for players who enjoy that right without icky imp right you are missing a lot of that right because soul exactly. juggler icky imp is the I, I just you... looked at this and compared it to Imprisoner, I suppose, which mm -hmm. is moving down a tier, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty happy buying this instead of an Imprisoner, unless I need to taunt, of course. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 kind of like a cyclone a little bit in terms of tempo, where it's like four damage, four damage, but it's not quite as flexible, of course. No Divine Shield, no Wind Fury, but yeah, yeah for tier two, it looks pretty good. It, it's a pretty solid minion, and also if you're if you play constructed. Uh, this is also an existing constructive minion. This is one of the ones that came out in Alterac Valley. Uh, um, but yeah, they, they, we like having those little moments where there's kind of the overlap between the two modes, just because for for players that like playing multiple modes, you can go, oh, I know that minion. And you get the moment of recontextualization where you get to think about, oh, well, maybe this minion didn't have a moment to shine in constructed. Maybe it has a moment to shine in Battlegrounds. And in Battlegrounds. Was there maybe any? Uh, so I, I'm not sure how much uh, is given to this, but sometimes uh, we say that tier two isn't quite as strong, where we see players either staying on tier one for an extended time or skipping ahead straight to three. Was there maybe a consideration of let's you know let's put like more of a powerhouse in terms of tempo on tier two to just make it a bit more uh, appealing for people to stay on tier two? We we do talk about that type of thing. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it was like the the driving factor in this decision but often it you know the question came up it's like this is this stronger than any other tier two minion and if it is should we at least in terms of tempo not necessarily you know scaling and late game potential but um and if it is should we do it um and that is one of the factors it's like well maybe tier two should be stronger if if it's not being used as much uh by a lot of players it should be stronger sometimes i'm on tier two and the tier one players beat me and i'm just like why let me hit them <laughs> I love them. Uh, but yeah, moving on, we've got uh, Mind Musk. So this one's this uh, one's very interesting. Yeah. But did I pronounce it wrong? Shady. That's fine. Muck, Muck is fine. Muck. You're good. Mind Muck. Okay, fine, Shady. It's whatever. She's a friendly demon. It consumes a minion in Bob's Tavern to gain its stats. So um, very similar to the tier one. Um the uh, piggy eater, right? But you get to choose the demon it eats, and uh... you don't choose the demon it eats. Uh, you just choose yeah. which from the demon. It's still it's still random, even though it doesn't say random. But you do get to choose which friendly demon is doing the consumption. Okay, yeah, you get to you choose like, I, which demon yeah. eats. Yeah. 
So the, the upside here is you can actually build a big minion instead of, oh, I've played two picky eaters and I'm kind of capped now until I get a golden one. So Yeah, and, and sometimes what we saw some players do is they'll play like a double picky eater. They want to hold it for the triple, but they want they don't want to sell them off and they're starting to not grow enough. You can start using mind mucks on them to be able to get them even bigger until you do find that triple. Play it again. Maybe you found a brand. Ah, oh, it's just good times. <laughs> Right. Does yeah. this work with brand as well? Right. Yep. Okay. It will. It will eat two minions in the shop. But yes, it will work with brand. Yeah, this is gonna be really some brand fun. synergy. Uh, you hear yeah. this? <laughs> Brand's making a comeback. That's good. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because a lot of people when when they're playing with brand right now, the main use case that you think about is murlocs. Like murlocs is one of the most useful, powerful ways that you can utilize brand. Now demons are also another powerful way to use them. We actually saw some some cute demon comps with the uh, Snicker Snacks reward that makes uh, your end of turn triggers battle cries. You can do it with these two new oh, demons uh, to right. basically build your own Felbat. You're you're a Felbat gaming. Interesting. So you could just have a golden mind muck on your board with <laughs> yep. that, and yeah, okay, yeah, that gets pretty silly pretty fast. Nice. All right. Write that down, Collins. Write this down. Interesting, interesting. Uh, next up, we do have a, I believe the last demon edition as well. Uh, Legion yeah. Overseer. So minions in Bob's Tavern have plus two, plus two. So kind of good synergy for all the consuming. We're having so it. It feels like the demon rework is focusing on consuming really had a lot of fun with Felbat, and you're like, ah, that is a great idea. We should have more of that, right? We do have a, is it uh, Azul, right? And Felbat, those are like the two. And then I guess Soul Devourer, yeah. those are the two. But Soul Devourer doesn't like consume, I guess. It's like, it consumes your board, but same same strategy. Um, but now we're having a lot more minions that have this consume effect. And, and I, I think that really does help um, give the demons a, a place to look at, a place to go. Like, oh, I'm playing consume. I'm playing uh, buffing my shop, right, with the prizes or the quests. Right now, I can like abuse that with all these consumes, and it also works with battle uh, with brand pretty well. So you do have a uh, a use case for brand with demons, which you didn't have before, I think, at all. I, I guess you had a the five the five one. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't really uh, a reason to play with brand for demons. So I think this helps uh, give demons kind of a, a direction to go to and, and, and build around. Now, it is still just strictly stats. So you do have to be aware of uh, poison and, and things like that, you know, play around that. But overall, like it's, it should be a good help for, for demons and give some give it direction to go for. It's, it's also got some use cases outside of demons, right? If okay. you just buy a minion, it's just going to get 2-2. Two, two. So right. you can also use it to just buy stats. It's also really nice with something like Magnetic, because you buy it, you get the added stats. You can immediately put it down for tempo. Um, so th there's a lot of ways that you can utilize them. And in general, with this, this rework, it, it kind of started in a funny spot. I was designing, and I was like, hey... I want there to be an introduction to the consume mechanic, right? A lot of times when we're designing a minion type, 
we want there to be like simple versions of it on the low tiers to act as an introduction so that you can kind of get your head around the camp mechanic. Something like Mini Myrmidon as an introduction for Spellcraft is a really good example of that. Right. Of just, oh, there's a really simple way to do this. And it started out as like, let's make a tier one demon that does that. Well, now let's make a tier two demon. Ah, well, that needs a little some more support. So let's make the tier three. And then it just turned into this demon rework when originally it was just, I wanted to make a tier one. And then it grew. <laughs> Sometimes it works that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when I see this card, what, I, what comes to mind here is I'm going three on three and opening two of these and then I'm just buying deflectos and they're just huge. <laughs> Obviously, buy, that's yeah, a massive viral. Yeah. You buy the first one, the second one's a 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. so, like, as long as you remember to play it. Remember to yeah, play yeah, it. I, I can see myself <laughs> do that. That's very good advice. Uh, so like Gale Wing, Cookie, like anyone that has a little bit of help or AFK, right? Like you open mm -hmm. two of these with AFK. So um, I guess AFK wouldn't buff the second pair, but you know, you'll take it. You'll still be pretty happy with Ooh, two of these. AFK, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, I think this, obviously I might be overestimating it a little bit, but at first glance, this looks like a minion. You're probably going to be very yeah, happy. By, by. Uh, yeah. This early seems really good the more I look at it. Uh, might I'm, be the most impactful new demon just because it, even if you're not going demons, you can pick this up. Yeah, I'm just going to be happy having it regardless early game. Sounds sounds like fun, and, and and this still keeps all of the other synergies. So Felbat's still in, Azul's still in. So you can really like make consume like your focus. Like if you are going demons, like yeah, we're gonna consume the board. And it, it also it also makes you think about some of the other minion types, right? When you're when you're looking at demons, if you know like oh, there's no Murlocs. Murlocs tend to have low. Con like low base stats to consume, right? So if there's no more locks, oh, the base stats might be higher. Quillbores have like three sevens, uh, you know, five eights, a lot of high stat things. So w when you're looking at, oh, these types are in, these types are out, you're like, ooh, there's a lot of good consume targets in this uh, in this lobby. So maybe I'll I'll lean towards uh, demons. So uh, interesting to think about with the rework. We yep. do have. Uh, one more addition to talk about. So. Oh, one second, Collins, okay. before we go there. I just wanted to ask that, like, we see a ton of changes to demons. Right. Was there any specific uh, thought behind, all right, we, we have to, you know, make demons more competitive or we really want to change them maybe a bit their identity or lean more into, you know, what we were already doing? I think it definitely started out of identity. Just trying to, we wanted to make a clear definition of, hey, a core mechanic of demons is consuming. And we want to make sure that that's something that exists across the tiers rather than something just kind of concentrated in two to three minions. We wanted to be a key part of the minion type. Um, there was also some other things like um, we really wanted to move Trickster up to tier two just because right. it was a bit too powerful at tier one. And with that added space, it then opened the question of, well, what goes on tier one now? Because there should still be enough demons there. Um, and it, it just kind of, turned into the rework that that's now here but it, it mostly started from a spot of like how can we make demons a clearer identity okay yeah i mean this looks like a ton of fun to play with so let's oh yeah I, I i have a lot of fun with it all right Collins, please by all means take us away <laughs> no i i like it i the less i have to talk the better i'm doing you know what i mean but <laughs> We do have uh, one more change, uh, one more, I guess, mini rework as well. So 
I know we're gonna get a lot about this one. <laughs> but uh poison is being changed. So Siphon removed. Gone. Out of here. Toxwin's back though. So this one. This one. Is interesting to me because amount like the small amalgam is is here, and that was what people would do. They would just run amalgam toxin. Um, what's it called? A neural module, and then they're like done. Like I, you make two of those. Like I kill four units. I'm done. We're getting that back, and I do think SI fin was kind of like a weird card to balance because when you play si fin properly it's like very obnoxious every your all your minions have poison there isn't much to do you, you don't have to buff them or do anything you, you just you you get this one card and you're like well you know i'm kind of done with my comp let me find uh selfless baron and, <laughs> and move on um where toxin does require a little bit more uh interaction you do have to find the card play it find another one play it um it does require more work uh it well i i guess seven requires setup but this requires like more gold uh, to to get everything poisoned so i i don't actually know how toxin's gonna do in this particular meta game right uh, i mean the meta is gonna change fundamentally in anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> how it's gonna do in this meta game but i i do wonder how um things are gonna change without the addition of seven with toxin back out I wonder if you can talk about the the change and what made you decide on it and things like that. Yeah, so the I would say uh, between these two right. poison murlocs, there's not necessarily one that we think is more fun or more skill testing or more toxic, pun intended. <laughs> but uh, we find that swapping minions that people have known and enjoyed before uh, for other minions. Uh, it's it's novel for it's novel and new for players who didn't get to play with that old one who weren't around when Stefan was here before. Um, it's a little nostalgic for players who who enjoyed Toxfin before uh, and have missed it. Um, and also brings in new synergies, new interactions with cards that have come out since then. So in this case, Young Murkai, uh, you can use to trigger Toxfin and kind of yeah. do the do the Stefan thing by like building your own uh, your own little synergy. So that's cool. Um, but uh, in this case, another factor here was uh, that a lot of rewards are stat generators, and so uh, with Toxfin, you'll see a little bit more poison splash, but a lot less seven poison boards, um, and so it will make rewards more impactful, both in terms of your opponent's, uh, the opponent of, of poison, you know, the health that they've gained will matter, but also when you're trying to do a poison comp, uh, any attack that you've gained from reward will matter more because you don't have seven poison Okay, that, that's very interesting. So you, we're, we're kind of focusing on uh, letting players play with the new poison, or like, well, not the new, but like different poison mechanics. You're not saying like, oh, Toxin is just better than Seven, so we're changing it. It's like, well, they're right. both interesting cards with their strengths and weaknesses, but we want players to ha to play with both of them essentially over time. And that's that's a definitely a way of looking at it. I don't have like a preference personally. I don't know if you do, Shady. If you if you like, I um I used to really like playing with Toxfin, and I think that I prefer Toxfin a little bit more. I think Sefin is 
Uh, I I liked Sefin more before the nerf. I think ever since, <laughs> yeah, it was I mean no brainer. Right? It was very good. So ever since the nerf, I, even if you have a setup for it, you're not guaranteed a proc. Whereas before, uh, I think it was even in with acolyte at the same time, like old Sefin and an acolyte. That was you know you play one acolyte, you're guaranteed a proc, or yeah. you know one scallywag and and you're done. So I think because now Sefin, even with a setup, sometimes fails. Um, I, I do like this more. And I do like the argument as well where you're incentivized to keep some stats. You know, like sometimes you have a Mithrex and then you make some poison stuff. And a lot of the time with Sefin, you're like, am I selling this 80-80 Mithrex to make a four health poison? I probably am. So let's just, you know, so less of that. So that that is cool. Yeah, I think in general, like poison is a it's a really difficult mechanic to balance around, but it serves a really important role in battlegrounds, right? If yeah. let's say you had a world where there was no poison, there was no Leroy, there was nothing, <laughs> then then if any player just kind of got an early lead, they would just snowball to a victory, and there's nothing you can do to try and come back, especially if you notice your opponent's outscaling you. And poison acts as a as, as the great equalizer, as a way that you can try to come back against someone who's outscaling you, but it kind of gets at its worst when you can consistently do the full board of poison. And sure, you can still kind of do that now if you if you get the toxin, but it's going to take a lot more work to get to that point. You have to find them repeatedly. You have to take more time and significantly more gold compared to something like Sefen, where you buy the one Sefen and just kind of wait, and you'll eventually have full poison. Now you have to keep rolling, spending gold on that way, spend the gold on the minion you buy. It all just kind of adds up to being a lot less consistent. Yeah, I'm really happy you bring that up about the necessity of poison because this is an argument I see thrown around a lot and it, it drives me nuts where people say like, oh, you know, it's, you know, you work your whole game for minions and then people buy some poison. So what's the point, right? It's just like, no, you really, really don't want a game where there's no poison. Like, trust me. Yeah. You see like, yeah, you see like, yeah, I don't yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's because you are always the biggest guy in the lobby. Calls. You don't always win. So. Yeah, it's like a balancing act, right? You you want enough that it's available that you have a shot against big stats, but you don't want it too much that stats become irrelevant. So there's like this really hard like middle point you're trying to balance. Um, and it's probably something that, you know, we're going to have to continually be revisiting as the meta changes, as new heroes get released, as the minion pools shift uh, to make sure that we're still keeping that healthy balance of poison. Yeah. It means that there's only... Uh, one, so there's only one five Murloc, right? And there's now two four Murlocs, right? Some, sometimes it feels like you guys try to keep the number of, the number of minion types the same, you know, like you'll, you'll have like, oh, we, we want two demons on one. We want two on two. We want two on three. That kind of thing is, is, does that matter at all for you guys that, uh, we're removing a tier five Murloc and we're adding a tier four Murloc or does, does that not like. That will not matter too much uh, for this particular case. In this case, it doesn't. Uh, it didn't really seem to affect okay. things as much. I mean, we we knew what what the world is like with Toxfin around. Um, obviously, the meta will change things, but uh, it seems like Murlocs in particular, unlike every other minion type, are less picky about their tiers because you kind of go up to four or five, get your brand, and then do your thing with all right. of those. Right. Um, and so, like maybe the density is a little bit different in terms of. There would be more in the pool if it was a tier four versus a tier five, but um, it doesn't fundamentally shift play patterns or uh, 
you know, if, if we if we took out all of the tier five beasts, then uh, especially players who are not as carefully planning out uh, their their turns and what they're tripling into and stuff, they might triple into five and not even realize that they have no chance of getting a beast if that's what they want. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think it's important that like at the different tiers you have stuff you care about. It doesn't necessarily need to be of that minion type, right? Like Max or Beast really care about finding Baron on five, but Baron itself isn't a mech or a beast. Or or Murlocs really care about finding Bran. Maybe demons now really care about finding Bran. And if that's the case, you don't necessarily need to have a ton of that minion type on the tier. It just matters that there's at least some that that minion type will care about. Okay. That makes sense. I was just wondering because sometimes you'll you'll like remove a minion and add the same <laughs> minion type. I'm like, okay, they're trying to keep a balance, but just just was curious yeah. here. On average, we try to keep the balance, but I think sometimes it's okay to go a little high on a tier, a little low on a tier. Um, and we can always make adjustments if we end up going too low or too high. Yeah, with, with Murlocs, it seems to make sense that it's not too relevant, right? Because once you get brand, it's all just a mix of, all right, I just want stats and stuff. Let's go. Let's start buffing. Okay. All right. Um, that's usually, that's kind of all the stuff we have here, right? Between quests, the quest rewards, the new minions, and some balance changes. I was wondering, should you have any and you want to add any questions you want to ask them anything from chat or whatever i mean i'm really looking forward to it it looks it looks awesome there's a lot Thank of you. really uh cool stuff that, yeah normally it's like the 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 day one and day two stuff you can be like yeah it's gonna be cool but this is gonna be a lot of things to figure out because there's just gonna be so many things to see okay which quests are worth it which ones are you know, like a little bit too low on the tempo for like maybe a really high level lobby where everyone's really strong, really fast. And yeah, it's just so many things to look forward to. So cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the for players to get a chance to play with us. There's, I think we're going to get a lot of experimentation for the first little while after it comes out, kind of like how with Buddies, when it came out, you had all the new Buddies coming out. So you wanted to play every hero again because you wanted to know what it was like. And while this isn't the exact same as that, you now have so many combinations you want to try out. You're like, oh, I want to try this reward with this minion type, or even I just want to try this with this hero. And you've got this whole new system to recontextualize all your choices. That I think there's going to be a lot of fun exploration. Yeah, yeah, we we had a chance to talk about some of the synergies and combos here, but uh, there's so much I'm excited for players to find little hidden gems. We didn't even get to the new heroes. Uh, there's lots of fun you stuff in there. You want to talk about those? Sure. Yeah, I, I think I think I got a, a I got like a minute. <laughs> I didn't make a topic for them, but there's the Sir Der something. Sire Denatrius. Yeah, Sire Denatrius. Denatrius, yes. That when you get a quest at the beginning of the game. And then you also get the quest four turns later. Yep. It, if you get two good quests, that sounds like very broken to me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it sounds very strong. He's really good. I, I think the thing that I like a lot is you get to find these cool little interactions between the different rewards that normally would be impossible. Something, even something small, right? Something like Victim Specter plus Red Hand, right? So Victim Specter is always adding something to your hand, and then Red Hand gives it twelve, twelve. 
Like even something like that's just like a little interaction that you now get to take advantage of. And there's tons of those to find with Sire. Can you get the same quest or same quest reward? Like, is no. that possible? No. no. Yeah, my first thoughts go to, okay, I'm going to pick one to keep me alive and one to really greed on. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking when I'm looking that's at a, That's a good tactic. Yeah. I, I, it's been pretty successful to do something along those lines. I have seen people go full greed, and it sometimes pans out and you get some shenanigans, but uh, a lot of the people that go full greed die. So you might not want to do that. Don't worry, I got it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> The second one, Murloc Holmes, right? So it's a zero mana, uh, look at two minions, guess which one uh, starts in your... I believe, guess which one was on your opponent's board and you get a coin, right? Yep, so. it's your next opponent's last warband. So assuming that you're good at, you know, deducing which minion's there, it's it's sort of like old Lich Basile, but you're not hurting yourself. You're just getting a coin, getting a coin. Okay. Can you that, use this turn cool. one? No, because they did not have a previous combat. Yeah, that's my only like downside. I think for me, I, I would love to use this turn one. Yeah, the the I'm certain Dom can talk more to it because Dom spent a lot of time messing around with the logic behind. Mm -hmm. But we we definitely tried to make you feel like a detective with this hero. Um, there's a lot of clues you want to try to keep an eye out for to try and help you figure out, you know, which minion are you actually like which one's the real one and which one's the fake. Um, and I think as you gain more knowledge of the game, it's, it's it gets more skill intensive. Like if you have meta understanding, you can take that to your advantage. But there's other clues you can keep an eye out for too. Oh, if we mess up, we're trolling. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't tell so, that. What Was there... Um... Like, I'm assuming that when your opponent has a certain minion type on the board, maybe the, the fake minion that is offered is going to be a bit more in line with what they could have, or is it just going to be something completely random? It is, yeah, it's it's clever like that. So sometimes you'll see they have five Naga, and you see a Naga and a Beast, and you have a pretty good idea. But a lot of the times, we'll purposely show you two Naga so that you have to make a more, more interesting calculated choice. Uh, sometimes we'll show you two non-Naga, Specifically, so that you have to consider which which minion did they hold on to, or like why did they pick that one up? Is it a Savannah Hyman just for tempo? Um, we'll show you a golden and a non-golden copy of the same card, oh. and you have to decide whether or not you think they tripled it. Um, and you can check how many times they've tripled, right? Um, but it creates tons of really huh. small moments where you have to ch second guess yourself because maybe they haven't tripled, but they're playing Reno. So maybe they, or like they used some quest reward to golden it somehow. Or they picked uh, up a Zerus. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you'll see something that's way out of tier, right? You'll be like, let's say they're at tier two, and you see a tier four minion, and you're like, okay, but did they Zerus? Like, is that how they got or this? Galacron? Or Galacron? Like, how did you get this? And you have to ask yourself, did they actually get it or not? But why would you offer it to us if they didn't have that card? Is is what I'd be confused about. I don't know. Find out. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think, and um, I think that covers pretty much everything. Any last final words for you guys before we go? Anything like that? Just excited for everyone to see the new stuff and keep giving us your feedback. Of course, uh, we want to keep keep improving and balancing and adding new fun stuff. So we love to hear what you're doing most. Yeah. And and thank you both for having us on. Like this is great. Like 
I, I, I think I mentioned this before, but like I've been a long time listener of the show and like it's really cool. And it's it's I'm glad that we had this opportunity. So thanks for having us on. Thank Great you very fun, much. Really oh. cool to hear, by the way. I was like, oh, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Nah, I'm 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 good, Collins. I'm I'm happy that we're wrapping this up. This has been a yeah, very memorable episode. So good stuff. All right. Uh and uh thank you guys for joining us here. We do have you can send us feedback at HS BJ Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Collins, Etiquette Collins on Twitter, Twitch, Shady Bunny on Twitter, Twitch, Dom and Michael. Michelle. Please, it's John. <laughs> yeah. For you it's John Collins. For you it's John. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you guys on the next time. Take care, everyone.